Welcome to Consulting Mastery, where we help B2B consultants master the business of consulting. I'm Carrie, And I'm Ahmed. Join us as we explore the art of delivering outstanding client value, earning a higher income, and thriving in today's marketplace. All right, I have a question for you today. What else is new? I know, right? <laughs> who owns marketing in the organization? Who owns it or who should own it? Who should own it, I guess, is probably a better question. Either the CEO or a senior executive that's made responsible for marketing. So a CEO but, or a CMO. So I'm not big enough for you know, a CMO, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a solopreneur or maybe I have a couple of people, couple of people helping me, but I'm not a marketing person. So what I want to do is stick to the thing I'm really good at, be the consultant, deliver the solution. And I want to bring someone on board to look after my marketing. And I'm curious about pros and cons of that approach. Well, I, I hope you can polish up your resume pretty quickly because you're going to need it. <laughs> That's too harsh. But, but, but. Maybe skip the marketing person and hire the resume writer. Hire, <laughs> there you go. Call up the executive recruiter instead. That's maybe the more relevant call. You're going to need that one pretty soon. There you go. Well, and the reason I bring it up is this happens a lot, right? Because we have people that we work with, you know, almost exclusively who are, not identifying themselves as marketing people, whatever that means. I still don't know what that means. Um, and the instinct often is to come in, you know, start to work with us, and then immediately start strategizing for the day that they never have to deal with marketing again. And it's always an interesting conversation because, you know, there are all of the feelings. A lot of this is, is a feeling-based decision, right? I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel like this is the best use of my time. I don't feel like this is the thing that's going to help me be successful. A lot of it's fear-based. But to your point, there is a real conversation to be had here about ownership. And that's the one I want to have today. Yeah. And let's let's focus in on that that scenario where I'm not big enough yet to have a, a senior executive level marketer on my team. Uh, and, you know, frankly, I made, I, I made a business out of that problem, right? Pre 90 day pipeline. I went to consulting professional services firms that were not big enough to afford somebody like me at the time, full time. And I sold my services as a fractional CMO or director of marketing, whatever you want to call it, right? So that's that's a real problem. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks are in that position. Let's focus on them. So to quote Peter Drucker, the purpose of a business enterprise is to create a customer. Therefore, and I'm paraphrasing this a little bit, a business enterprise has two functions, marketing and innovation. Okay. And now this is my explanation. Marketing, because marketing is what brings people to the door, brings them to the table, brings them to the point of sale. An innovation or product is what delivers on it. All right. So to put this another way, business is really just two things. Find out what people want, marketing, 
and give it to them. Innovation. So to say that I'm going to outsource marketing, which which looks it can look a, a bunch of different ways. That can mean hiring a marketing agency. That can mean hiring a marketing intern. That could mean you know bringing in somebody even fairly senior to just run with it. Is to say I'm going to essentially delegate or outsource this critical business process that the future of my business relies upon the way that we generate business, the way that we bring in clients, I'm going to just give it to somebody else. And I think the, the core issue here is people are not willfully irresponsible, <laughs> right? You know, folks that we're talking about generally have like their heads screwed on properly. I think the issue is, a lot of folks are not uh, giving the marketing process the credit it deserves or the weight it deserves or the, or the significance it, it deserves. I think part of the challenge there is for most of these folks that we're talking about, it's new to them. So they their business has been driven in the past by referrals and word of mouth. It just kind of lands on their lap or they work their network. So they don't see marketing as the hand that feeds them necessarily, but they want to get there. That's why they're talking about marketing, right? They want an actual deliberate strategic marketing process to replace the very haphazard uh, way that they currently generate clients. And that's the rub. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because I see it maybe a little bit differently when I'm talking to people, when you say they don't give it the, you know, the credit or the importance that it deserves, I do believe a lot of this is just fear-driven and also driven by the fact that they don't really understand what does it mean to market my business. And especially because a lot of the folks that we work with come from corporate backgrounds, right, where there was a marketing team, like behind the magic door somewhere in the building, there was this place where you went in and, you know, who knows what was going along back there, but whatever they did was bringing business to me. And in a lot of organizations, especially large organizations, it feels like a black box, right? You will get delivered. Oh, this is the the thing we're doing right now. And it does feel a bit magical. And, you know, for good reason, there's a feeling that there are people that have studied this for their whole lives and who are really good at it and who have the the tricks and the skills and the talent and deciding that you are going to be that in your own business is just a bridge too far sometimes. And so I think there's, it's worth talking about like, what does marketing really mean in your consultancy? Because it's not the same thing that it meant in, you know, the, the large organization that you were working in previously. It's a great point because a lot of, certainly if you came out of professional services, you know, most professional services consulting marketing departments are a joke. They're just posts on social media. They just make graphics. They just make like, you know, fancy images. Like that's what passes for marketing. You know, we know this because a lot of their, the decision makers come to us on the sales side, on the strategy side, and say, we need help with marketing. And we go, sometimes they're large companies. We go, don't you have a marketing department? 
And they go, well, <laughs> the next 10 minutes is I'm complaining about the marketing department. So, you know, if you came out of that context where, you know, marketing was relegated to like, you know, graphic design and posting on social media with like no real responsibility for lead generation or revenue, then, then yeah, I don't, you, know, you can't blame you for not taking marketing terribly seriously. I think the thing is a lot of those larger organizations can at this stage, given the strength of their brand, their sales force, et cetera, maybe get away with marketing being something very tactical. But if you're smaller and you're trying to expand your footprint, expand your network, expand your influence, you, you can't get away with marketing being strictly a tactical exercise. It has to be a fundamentally strategic exercise. Yeah. And I don't know that, you know, the organizations that are doing that well are resting on their laurels or, you know, coasting and doing something that's not strategic. The important thing to recognize is within any organization that is, you know, quote unquote, marketing itself well, there are very important strategic decisions being made. They're made, being made at different scale, certainly, right? I mean, if you're an organization that's spending multiple millions of dollars on marketing, there are different kinds of specific decisions, but the the key decisions, the decisions about who do you work with, what do you offer, what is your message, what do you want people to to think and feel about you, those are the decisions that can't be easily handed off. Well, and, and let me let me make an argument for why marketing must be a strategic priority for any consulting professional service firm today in a way that maybe wasn't true 20 years ago or even 10 or 15 years ago. And it's really simple. There's a plethora of choice for your client, for your market, for your buyer. They have, you know, number one, more options than ever before because being a consultant, whether that's an independent or a firm, is a really popular choice these days, right? Everybody who gets laid off or just is dissatisfied with their job and they have some experience wants to become a consultant, right? That's one of their options. And it's a lot more common now with work from home, with technology enablement to do that than it was 10, 20 years ago. And because of that, there's just a lot of competition. We don't know of any you know, untapped niches <laughs> and we see all of them, right? There's a lot of competition in every market and your buyer sees all these options. They know they have lots of choices. And so today to ignore marketing as a strategic priority is to leave to chance how you are perceived in the marketplace. And that's the death wish. Because if you don't do it, that's fine. That's a choice. Your competitors, they will do it. And they will stand out. And they will have a better value proposition. And they will win the deal. Well, and regardless of what they're doing, even if you are not purposely curating how people see you, people are seeing you a certain way, right? And that, I think, is also a big um, mistake that people make. If I'm not putting myself out there, then people aren't going to, you know, see me incorrectly. I'm not sort of explaining what will happen or I'm not explaining to them who I am. That's a problem because they still see you. <laughs> and people want to fill in the blanks, right? Human brains are built to create story. 
And if you do not tell the story, someone else is making it up for you. Well, it's hilarious. And I think it's, I always laugh a little bit, not out loud, right? (laughs) But when people say, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to really, you know, engage on LinkedIn. You know, I don't really know if I want to have a presence. It's like, what makes you think you have an option? Mm-hmm. I, I I will tell you right now, if, if you are listening to this and you're not investing in some kind of a, a presence, digital presence on social media that enables prospects to discover you who don't already know you. And if you're B2B, which you likely are if you're listening to this, that's LinkedIn. If you're not doing that, you're going to be completely irrelevant and invisible. It's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. And worse than invisible, because invisible would mean that I have as a, you know, someone looking for a service, that I have a neutral feeling about who you are. But when I go to the places where the I believe that the people who are professionals that deliver the service that I want or that have the expertise that I'm looking for, when I go to those places and I can't find you, that's more than just being invisible. That is, you know, relegating yourself to a, a different tier of those folks who, you know, call themselves consultants, right? Um, and who really aren't doing the thing. Well, and, you know, let's let's call out some of what passes for marketing these days. And I'll use an example. You know, we had a client who um, was very prolific in sharing his thought leadership and his expertise on LinkedIn. And he did this primarily via video, as, you know, many, if not most of our clients do. And, um, and he put up this post on LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, he was targeting the construction industry. And the CEO of a construction firm who was in his network that he curated – uh, ended up sharing this post and put some thoughtful commentary on it. And uh, and he messaged her and said, hey, saw that you shared the post and I, I agree with your sentiment. Just a very kind of thoughtful exchange. She says, I just spent the last 30 minutes binging on your LinkedIn content, your thought leadership. When can we talk? Long story short, I think a week or two later, they had a six-figure deal signed. So, you know, folks want to hear from you. That's the bottom line here, right? Like when, when they're looking to make a purchasing decision, they want to engage with a subject matter expert outside of a one-to-one conversation, right? They want to know what you're about, what you're like, what's your take, what's your, what's your viewpoint, what's your, you know, what's your perspective on things. They want to understand these things. So if I have to choose between two consultants, one who does marketing right and has a really clear message and is communicating that message effectively via social media where I can engage with it on my own time outside of a one-to-one conversation with them. And then somebody who's not doing anything at all, has no presence or, you know, maybe, you know, repurposes Tony Robbins quotes or something ridiculous like that. You know, who am I going to call? It's pretty obvious. Well, and the, I mean, the additional layer that exists there is I want to work with someone who's excited about whatever it is that we're going to work on together. And someone who puts information out and engages in, you know, interesting conversation and, you know, debates ideas, that's a person who I'm going to perceive as really having interest in what they're doing versus someone who, you know, is 
quietly kind of trudging along with the referral clients in the dark and doesn't really seem, seem to stand for anything. I mean, that's the kind of enthusiasm, that's the kind of excitement, that's the kind of, of you know, buy-in that anyone wants from their consultant. Yeah. And then I think the, the broader issue here when it comes to marketing as a strategic initiative is it's really hard to outsource strategy. And, you know, we've staked our entire business model on this premise because we're not a done for you marketing agency or a coaching and training organization. And we don't claim to, when clients come to us, we don't claim to be able to fix their strategy. We don't claim to have all the answers. We claim to have a process that we can take them through, through which they will arrive at a really sound marketing and business strategy. But we're not doing it for them because we don't know their business the way that they know their business. We don't know their market. We don't know their offer. Like, you know, sometimes folks ask, well, how much experience do you have in this industry? And we'll say, not nearly as much as you. <laughs> right? You, you know your market or your industry, your offer, your expertise far better than we ever will. We're not going to pretend to know those things. We're going to give you the framework through which to build out a strategy. But you got to be the one driving the bus here. And the same is true within your organization. You can't possibly outsource business and marketing strategy. That is the fundamental questions around who do you want to pursue? What is your offer? And why should they choose you? No intern or prospecting, you know, person or sales rep or even VP of whatever can answer those questions that you, the way that you can answer them. <laughs>